0: We are I. Good morning, everybody. Monday. July, what? 11th? Is it? 11th already? Oh, a little groggy this morning, but for the best possible reason, why? Why? Well, what's outside your front door? You know, like, what's what's wanderlust inside you? What's inside your heart? What's inside your mind? What's What's the burning passion that's driving you every single day? Well, mine, as we know, adventure. Ah, what a great weekend. You know, like a lot of people, a lot of people look at distance and effort as barriers, you know, but not, not barriers in the regards of the barrier to the best possible opportunity. The is just a barrier, just this this wall, something actually more to complain about than anything else. It's this this barrier, this obstacle to justify why they aren't willing to be able to put in effort to be able to appease themselves. And this is the part that's very interesting to me, is that people will put up barriers to their happiness and make it so complicated and so convoluted that then they start to demonize the things that they know that will make them happy. Oh, I don't want to go do this because of traffic. Oh, I don't want to go do this because it's too far away. I don't want to go do this because the time it takes. I don't want to go do this because the money that it takes. I don't want to go do this because I have this to do. I hear all of these excuses. You know, but for me, when I look at driving for, you know, 7 8 hours to be able to go to a community that I've never been in that's ripe with adventure, I just can't wait to go. It's easy. You just hop in the car. You just drive. You have this time anyway. What are you going to spend your time doing? To me, the investment of my time, an eight-hour drive, a seven-hour drive, that investment of time is worth it. That investment of time and knowing that I might not get home until eleven o'clock at night on a Sunday, and you know my alarm's going to go off at four, and I'm going to get up like that's worth it for me. You know because along this adventure, you, you not only get to learn something about yourself, but you get to learn something about the people around you, and your community, and then you get to stop in all the places where you've you've met people along the way. You know, and this this starts in so a Junction Three Coffee House. This amazing couple that owns this place and you know like they get make the the best coffee I love it just just real dark bitter coffee like it just uh, a double espresso now that I don't know whether it's their their two little kids or like these two little kids that work there now it's awesome because you in your mind you sort of formulate like how this correlates to you and this multi-generational component to this this business and this small community you know participating in nurturing and growing all these different generations that are there, making sure that you stop there every single time to be able to, to chat with them, to be able to, to see and to talk and to feel what's going on in their lives. You know, and then as you continue down this, this journey, this path, this highway into this adventure, and this, you feel the wanderlust just build inside you and you're going through all these great little communities in BC you go through this this place that you glorify in your mind called Greenwood BC, where it just looks like a old timey little town, you know with those those buildings those, that look like saloons and you know you have these barbecue places. like you just it looks like everything that you would imagine an old Western gold mining town. In BC, like you, that is exactly what it looks like. You're you're coming out of this, and all of a sudden you see a sign on the road that says antiques ahead, and bing bing bing, your interest perks up, and you know you just know that there's some reason why that you should stop because for for whatever reason you're just drawn to nostalgia and these these ancient artifacts of times past. Then you see on the side of the road this husband and this wife with all these you know tables set up at essentially a rest stop i'm selling all these things that they may have just found in their house from over the years or adventures that they've been on and then i looking through all these different cool items and i come across this map from 1880 something of the gulf islands you know it's on that thick canvas material it's rolled up like a scroll it's big you know it's Three feet across and you know eight feet long, like it's a good hearty map. But it's a one of those things you could sink your teeth into, literally. Just see in my mind, like how how crazy it is how cool is this? And I look at it, twenty bucks. It's like, well, wow. I'm like, even if I throw this thing away, having a map from 150 years ago in BC that depicts one of the best parts of BC, the Gulf Islands, Vancouver Island love this gotta have this boom 20 bucks here you go hop in the car keep on going you know talking to a friend along the way who used to live in the lower mainland who now lives you know six or seven hours outside of the lower mainland in a tiny little town in the interior bc check in with her and her husband and what they're doing for the weekend and turns out that they were you know watching the baseball game in the states Damn, you know, hit him up next time. Continue on down the road. You know, getting to this little campground and cabin place in the Slocan Valley. Never been to the Slocan Valley before, ever. Didn't even know that the Slocan Valley was the valley that's in between Castlegar and Revelstoke. Great. Well, I've driven through Castlegar many times. I've driven through Revelstoke. Hundreds of times. Had no idea that the valley that connected it to, Slocan Valley. Have I heard about it? Yes. Because what's in the Slocan Valley? Offspray and Valhalla. And if you have any kind of adventure in your body, you know those two brands. Because they're iconic to BC. Offspray, backpacks, the outdoors, the adventure, the mountaintops, the peaks, the streams, the rivers, the trees. Nature. You see it. Because it's an iconic British Columbia brand. Valhalla. Well, you've probably seen a Valhalla sports, but everybody's, if you're in the adventure community, you've you've heard of Valhalla. Valhalla Provincial Parkway. This is is gold. I had no idea that it was there. Then you pull up into this little campground and you see these A-frame cabins. You know, maybe 300 square feet. I look at this place and how cool it is. And things like this is smaller than the hotel room that I stay in every two weeks when I'm out of town. But It's incredible. You, you look around and you can see things that are a little bit piecemeal together. Knowing that the husband and wife that owns this place just, you know, in their 60s have just slowly over the years just did little things that they thought were amazing and great add-ons to these little cabins. You know, like they're nothing pristine. They're not the most gorgeous. They're not the most well engineered but you know they they're hardy they look amazing you know they're sturdy. you know they're built to last the clothes rack on the inside you know maybe not so much but the structure itself is strong perfect little bed perfect little couch perfect little table and perfect little bathroom all the essentials just the things that you need inside to be able to keep you housed Which here you needed to because the mosquitoes, unbelievable. I've never seen mosquitoes like this in my entire life. Just swarms of black in front of your face. Like instantly that you get out of a car or a building. Just instantly tons of mosquito bites. So walking around with this woman who runs and owns this place. Joking around with her. You could tell that she's just, you know that kind of backcountry person that just may not see a bunch of people from the coast so I start joking around with her about you know well where's all the mushrooms where are the great mushroom spots and she's like well I don't even know where those are and she's like what kind of mushrooms are you looking for and I'm like of course the magic one so she starts to laugh and she's like you go to mamacita's cafe you know just down the road here like 30 seconds She's like, you need to ask for them for some mushrooms. I'm like, okay. Not that I need any because, of course, I got some already. You know, but go down the road to this little cafe and you person sitting there (laughs) inside playing this little uh, keyboard, this live music going on and the chatter amongst everybody in this place. And it's that real solid, like hippie cafe feel. You know, everything is... Grass fed, free range. Most of the menu is vegan. The rest of the stuff is just the most pure meat that you can find. The you know, the people serving you probably had a shower in a month, and you know, just real good, solid, hippie mamacita's cafe. Oh, mwah, beautiful. You can sit there and just absorb by osmosis this atmosphere in this place because it's just thick. It just like that good BC hippie feel it could, it could stay there forever. You know, but time to go and get some sleep. You know, there's a hike to be had in the morning. But one of those things where it's one of those nights where a combination of factors where you just, you can't sleep. But your mind's reeling all night about the adventures to come. Because not only is there a hike the next day, but there's also whitewater rafting. And you think about there's this little coffee shop just down the road, frog something. I don't know, but I seen a bus outside, a hippie bus. Seen a bunch of posters and pictures and relics that looked psychedelic. That's nah, my place to be. So you wake up the next morning and you just nurture the soul and nurture the body. Get that get some good food in you. Talk to some people that you love. Then you head out the door to adventure, searching for these these hikes because you know you want to see a view, seeing these valleys, you know, from above in BC. There's there's nothing like looking out, like, like resting your eyes upon what these views look like when you're standing on a mountain and you look out at these valleys like, oh, do they ever look incredible. These don't even look real. You, you can't even take a picture, paint, or anything. The look at these valleys that would do them any justice of bearing witness to these things. First time that I've ever hiked in flip-flops. It's only 5K anyway, 300 meters of elevation gain. Who needs shoes when you have flip-flops? You know, if, the, if it wasn't so dry outside, I probably would have done it in bare feet, but since it hadn't rained for who knows how long, it was just dry everywhere. You know, Get to some of that and look down this valley, and all you see is the Kootenai River with all its beautiful dams along this Kootenai River. You just look at it and, oh, does it ever look incredible? Again, there's no words that can justify how beautiful, absolutely stunning, on a crisp, beautiful bluebird summer day in BC, what these valleys look like. So, feast the eyes and let's get back down because there's more adventure to be had. Because on the way to this hike, you see a little sign that said antique store. And there's the curiosity again where's that butter churn that you're looking for? Because. Yes, I am looking for a butter churn. Nothing like making some fresh homemade butter the old school way. Back in the car and driving down the road, and you go back and you see that sign says antiques, but there's also a little sign beside that one that says old books. You're like, okay, not really all that interested in old books, but the antique sign. It's driving around this little neighborhood, can't find the antique store. Well, maybe they were talking about the book place. Stop at the book place. Ask them about the antique store and say it went down, went out of business about a year ago. They just haven't taken down the sign. But now what you've stumbled upon is thousands and thousands and thousands of old posters and maps and railway cards and stock certificates and comic strips from... The 1800s, 1800, like 1880, 1870 to like 1930. Thousands all in plastic slips with cardboard backs and like unbelievable. And you're talking to this husband and wife who are there and you're looking at them and they're in their 70s and it's like, why and how? And they're just like, well, we had adventure in our body. We had adventure in our heart, in our mind. And I'm like, where are all these from? And they're like all over Canada and the United States. They're like, we never took an ad- a vacation, but we took an adventure because we had to find treasures. We were treasure hunting. And I'm like, fuck, these are my people. All I could think about is like, how can I get these people on the podcast? The stories that they must have about adventuring around in BC, across Canada across the United States over the last 50, 60, 70 years. Oh, I can't even imagine the stories. You know, seeing comics of Superboy before it was even Superman. You know, seeing books of Adventure of Tintin. You're seeing financial breakdowns of the Canadian Pacific Railway. You're seeing old school maps from like 1880, 1890 of Rome. You're seeing old maps of the world from like 1870. Like just like stuff that you can't even believe there's. And then I'll speed that up into like new movie posters from, you know, the Terminator. And James Dean Westerns. Then I start to think in my mind about if this is the stuff that they're willing to sell, what are the things that they're not willing to sell? Blake, you got to walk away. Got to walk away. Gotta go rafting. You can't spend all day here. After like half an hour sifting through all these things, like my mind is just lit on fire. But I gotta walk away. I'm in I'm in too deep now. You know, weasel get back in onto the highway and you see this little cafe that you want to stop at Frog Frog Pedal. Like who names their place Frog Pedal? Being telling them of these just like thick, psychedelic, hippie little joints. And you got to go in, you got to check out to see what their coffee is like. Coffee's okay, but you hit up the bathroom on the way out. And you go in and you see that it's this little psychedelic strobe light in the bathroom. And the lights don't even turn on. And you see little Hot Wheels cars and Pez dispensers and robots and R2-D2 and... Sasquatch, all this stuff glued to the ceiling. And you're standing there going to the bathroom and your mind is blown because you're looking around and there's all these f- like flashy, trippy lights going on. I'm like, how high would you have to be to do what they've done here? I'm like, this is mind boggling. So of course you got to take a video of this. And of course, all these videos and pictures are posted on We Are Rise Instagram page, just so you guys know. But I'm just i mind blown. Just love this. Again, this is that that culture, that creativity, that personality you see and you represent what these people are all about. You walk out of the bathroom and you see these little, these little taxidermied statued unicorns. You know, that are only about the size of a a baseball and softball, maybe. And you're like, what is this? He's crazy, just absolutely crazy, just but beautiful. Like this place just is in a complete representation of somebody who's willing to be able to be judged and persecuted for their creativity, you know, by somebody who just wants to be an asshole. And I just love that because it's like me, it just outrageously be you you know you drink your coffee and you go to the rafting place and you just want a, a guy with a company and a couple young staff and some kayaks and a raft not even like the rafting companies that we're used to seeing that within a couple hours of the lower mainland but like like literally a raft and launching it on the slocan river and you know, meeting all these people that are on this raft for you and this experience that you're on now and just having fun. And you think for $79 and a few hours worth of your time that you can be rafting on the Slocan River in the middle of the heart of this most rich culture of BC, And as amazing as that experience is, you realize that all these other things really make this rafting trip. It's not, you know, dipping down to these rapids and splashing out and, you know, jumping out of the boat into the water and floating down the the white water like on your back and looking up at the sky and just being waterboarded with water and just loving every minute of it. Just real thick, rich fun you guys it's a combination of everything it's the drive it's the company it's the time it's the willingness it's the people the restaurants the cafes the cabins the rafting the whole thing the the mountaintops the dams the rivers the sights it's all you just your mind is flooded and inundated with the most amazing parts of life and that's why i don't even need to talk about the rafting trip itself really because it's just not it's not the piece de resistance, it's everything. It's everything that made the trip, the richness of the trip. So my heart is full, my mind is full, my eyes are full, my brain is full. So waking up a little bit groggy on a Monday morning you're getting home at 11 o'clock at night, isn't it worth it?